0: what is going on guys welcome into episode 39 i think thank you guys so much for being flexible i know we usually do this on mondays both buff and i have had some like crazy real life stuff going on i just got back into like cell phone service internet and civilization like not that long ago like yesterday so kind of catching up on everything and uh what's gonna do this uh program Was gonna do a solo by myself but blue the robot has come in and saved you all from hearing me ramble for an hour straight so we all need to thank blue for saving you guys you owe him a lot what's up man thanks for popping in thank you thank you all right <laughs> everybody, yeah everybody, round of applause <laughs> what's up
1: dude what's up brother i do know we're just talking like I you said you're talking about your uh your hunting excavation or expedition i
0: should say yeah yeah it, it, it kind of turned into more of a, a hiking expedition uh more than anything but yeah it was fine
1: being outdoors anyway oh it
0: was good I, I i put some miles on with a pack that my body uh has not done anything like that in a while so it was kind of a shock to the system but it was definitely definitely something that i needed to do like it, it was cool i got to see some cool stuff found some elk sheds um i think a little bit later in the program i have some pictures uh if anybody's interested i might show some pictures on screen a little later for my trip but I know uh, really I've cool. been
1: I've been looking for hiking trails around where I am recently too. So looking to get just more outdoor stuff going on. So because it's later in the year, it's not ninety degrees every day. Yeah, so. you
0: can, you can finally be outside, and and someone someone like me of my size can actually do stuff outside without having heat stroke within <laughs> five minutes of leaving the door. So that's good. Yeah, but, definitely. It's gonna my back. But that's about it. But it's also weird. It's also weird being unplugged from the internet for that long, like with zero service, like no text, no How long calls, there for? no anything. Uh, four days. It was kind of out out and about Yeah, that, but... a lot
1: can happen in four days for sure <laughs>
0: yeah so who knows if all the news that i have prepared for the show is accurate or anything i this is just what i think happened maybe while i was out in the wilderness so it'll be interesting um again guys we're broadcasting to a few different channels so keep your eye um on the screen for chat for from all the different channels and stuff again chat is on the screen so you guys can talk be part of the show when people go back and watch the vod that will be over on the scope youtube channel you can check that out for for vods clips and all that stuff um also this is an audio podcast so as we're going through talking about pictures and stuff i will do my best there are actually more of, of you people we can maybe say that there's more than one person listening to the podcast version of this so i'll try to illustrate hey. stuff so, so it makes sense to you guys yeah there's been quite a few shout people out to you yeah shout out podcast <laughs> listeners we appreciate you if you want to see my ugly face come on over to youtube if not I totally get it and uh, appreciate your downloads. So.
1: I was listening to a uh, few though. I'll be honest on uh, Spotify, just uh, chilling in the car.
0: Nice, cool.
1: It's good, yeah. it's good, good car podcast. I'll say that. So, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's kind of uh, was my goal with it. I, I don't really, we don't really produce the show necessarily for an audio only experience. But if you're out and about on a car ride or you can't, you're not able to watch something, hopefully you can click it on and. Talk about video games when you're unable to play them, because that's what I always like doing. That's why I always like podcasts. Like if I can't if I can't play the games, I'm going and doing stuff IRL, it's cool to still listen to it and kind of stay plugged in. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was the goal there. Weeds. Um but I like I th- it. I think what we were gonna talk about first, since Blue was able to join us, is World War Three. If you guys don't know, um, I wasn't able to add it really quick, but if you search Blue the Robot. Um, over there, you guys will be able to to find his channel right away. World War Three. In my opinion, he is the uh, the internet's foremost expert on World War Three. So we're lucky to have him here uh, to answer some of our questions. He's a partnered content creator with them, and uh, yeah, just makes awesome videos. If you're interested in the game at all, uh, I'm pretty sure he's doing guides, news, everything going on with that game, mm-hmm. uh, cosmetics, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. It's like a whole his channel is a resource for World War III. So check it out. And uh, yeah, it launched in open beta and I was incredibly scared that we were gonna have a repeat of the last three launches. How, how we're are you feeling here. on that day?
1: We're, we're,
0: we're, uh,
1: I'm still feeling the uh, effects, like the aftershocks of uh, the open beta day one, two, three. Um, but I think with, uh, with the latest patches that just came up and everything that's been going on I know just today I was streaming world War 3 I was getting into games left and right one of the devs came in and asked hey how's the game running it's super smooth now have no issues uh getting to games partying up with friends too cuz even then you maybe could have gotten into a game but you couldn't play with your friends so now five man squads all day um yeah it's it's 10 times better than it was uh the first day I it, in fact, I think it's the best running version of World War III since 2018 currently, for sure.
0: Nice. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm gonna try it tonight. We were gonna try it last night but on uh, on my Twitch stream, but my buddy Ham didn't have the, the update download. He, he thought he had it uploaded or updated in Steam but you got to update it in the launcher. So he still had like the yeah. 65 gig open beta download to do so. We also quick
1: uh, so, uh, announcement. Don't verify the steam files, verify the, the launcher files. Cause if you verify your, the steam on steam. It'll just uninstall the game. Then you got to reinstall again. So people have been uh, having that issue as well too. So
0: yes. I think I I had that issue as well. So you got to do all this <laughs> stuff in the launcher. I actually despise that mm-hmm. launcher so much. I wish would...
1: I despise that launcher because it's didn't... still using my games technology technically. So.
0: Didn't it didn't it cause problems with people trying to all download it at once? It was like a peer to peer thing where it was. Uh, people were not able to download it very fast i'm not
1: sure if it's peer-to-peer or not necessarily like that it was
0: kind of hosted on their own thing so they were having like bandwidth probably
1: because again it was again people were getting max two mega what like bits per second i think at the most um now recently people have been getting it around um i would say between 30 and 50. pretty pretty substantial substantial difference for sure i know when i i just wanted to install it reinstall to see the difference it would fluctuate between 34 to 53 ish but it downloaded in 30 minutes so definitely a big difference than uh eight hours people were saying before and then again they would download for eight hours come back to their pc try to load it to a game and just get hit by screen after screen just error after error now it's just smooth sailing yeah that, that, really i will say happy. though it's not smooth for everyone i know one guy came on the stream and he was saying hey i'm still having some issues so maybe you know a couple here and there but overall i would say it's uh yeah, like i said 10 times
0: better for sure yeah i was really happy to see that I, I was so disappointed when i thought it was happening again um when i thought that it was going to be another release like we'd seen before where oh you, yeah you have this I mean, game sitting here and all these really cool assets and these really cool systems and then you can't can't play it come on but yeah i'm, I'm pretty yeah. excited
1: yeah i think uh what was it to the um the steam reviews are a big issue and not even really a big issue because like so day one of course it broke its all-time record of like eleven thousand players over eleven thousand for the all-time peak so it broke its record and then just this last weekend it got close to getting back up to that it was like ten thousand players, ten thousand, like ten point six. So, with that, and then still currently sitting at recent, uh mostly negative reviews on Steam. When it was, it was an overwhelmingly negative during those like early days of the open beta. Everyone just completely crapped on the game. Just decided to just leave their their two words and and deuces. Um, but. I think even with those with those reviews in play, people are still seeing the potential. People are still getting on like consistently. Um, but now with people actually playing the game now, the now the next part is just fine tuning and then content is like the next big
0: step, like what's
1: coming up next.
0: Yeah, I think content is huge. I I saw a big difference between people's opinions if if you're a, like a, a veteran of the 2018 vintage and and later on when it tried to release again and like i can't remember 19 or 20 when they came back out with it or for the closed beta and you've played those mm-hmm, same maps in mm-hmm. those same modes you're gonna probably have a different opinion of yeah. it now than if you're just jumping into it fresh um
1: yes um like what would you record? like someone someone because like i've been playing since 2018 and a lot of people probably in chat have been as well um the the for a new player you're having a great time you know and you're probably just like okay take your time with the content but for us players have been playing since 2018 we're like okay we need something now like asap we've just been these are the same five maps we've seen since 2018 2019 just give us something like we had two game modes that are that were back before that are not uh in the game currently so yeah again it, 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 it and i so big friend said it did deserve everything it, it um got so now it's their time to be like okay we fucked up we get it we you know we understand now it's time to to show to show you guys what we really got
0: yep i think so and it did deserve it because i i was so disappointed um seeing that again um with those server issues it's like they've had mm-hmm. you know four years or five years on this you can't do that again and it, they got it fixed now so like i can't i can't be too hard on it now i i can't imagine like the tech and how hard that is to to get a yeah multiplayer i mean game i, I work, heard stories the... of just guys not getting sleep man just oh i'm sure that they were crunching like yeah. crazy i'm sure sleeping in the office yeah i bet that would be so stressful but um it's really cool what i have to ask this i know like Go for it. Like, did getting rid of My Dog Games <laughs> fix the servers? Like, how yeah, did that I happen, wanna... dude?
1: So, okay. So, the thing is, a lot of this stuff has been in the background for a long time, apparently. Like, you can, when you open up the game, My Games was where to be found, like the logo or nothing. Um, the launcher no longer said My Dog Games, even though it was the same launcher. And then, with that as well, too, the what was it like the new publisher there's no information on these guys they're they're uh, they originate from cyprus greece apparently and then on top of that uh from what i've heard over through the grapevine because i googled them and haven't really found anything apparently they're a subsidiary of a mining company not a bitcoin mining company like an actual like physical labor mining company so i don't know what they're doing getting into games and then their co-publisher is the four winds, which do a lot of localization for different games of just like bringing it to different countries so it's just it's a very weird combination of stuff going behind the scenes and no one really knows exactly what's going on it's more of just like we're, we're just kind of just going along for the ride and for some reason the ride's getting fun now it's just you know it's gonna <laughs> yeah. the, i mean if you look at the steam charts it's like a roller coaster it's going up and then it goes back down goes back up goes back down it's just like now what's next what where's the next big drop where's the next big you know hill to climb i should say
0: for for this game yeah i pulled up i pulled up your tweet because honestly i really didn't see anybody else talking about this other than you uh you're breaking news you tweet know and our and games the, is official the thing is
1: to, yeah because so and also when i that link that's that's on that tweet when you look at it and you click on it and you and you got of course it's in polish so it's got to get translated to english so some words might be different here and there but it's saying that while MyDot Games has stepped back from the publishing side. They haven't stepped back from the technological side. So the in-game currency, the servers most likely, the launcher is all still my games property, but they're no longer the main publisher for the game. So I'm very confused with what's going on. I just, I just, I just maybe I feel like Farm 51 just needs to just take over completely again and just they need to just focus on it. But Hey, I'm not a businessman, so, you know, I'm not a Greek businessman
0: yeah i have no clue i have no clue what goes on behind the scenes there it would be awesome i feel like if they could have you know total control over everything and just have all their files and updates and everything hosted on steam and all their blog posts but exactly. i don't know how complicated in having that in-game store is like what level of complexity that adds so i'm sure they needed help with that but then yeah it seems like they just picked up an investor that had some money and wanted to get into gaming i guess so but yes yeah, exactly but your tweet is up if you, again if you guys are really interested in this game i highly recommend following blue um like i said i think he's the only one that that broke this news that i saw ign where's the retweet come on where you at <laughs> get it going um but yeah I, and it was just weird and i guess from what you say i have to lean more towards coincidence but it's like they they made this announcement no more my dot games then there was like a six megabyte update like a tiny little update and then the servers uh-huh. are just and like then it like, works just. Like,
1: is i i think it was just uh, uh, coincidental timing i think it's just the devs are working a lot in the back end just taking their time working on it completely and then uh, they just and the thing is too this announcement wasn't officially announced at world war 3. this was announced in the the Games creator discord so it wasn't like private content they told us in the discord hey this was what's happening um and then on top of that because they wanted to be like okay so we'll see what happens to the My. games uh you know creator program because technically it's not a world war 3 farm 51 program it's still technically a My. Games creator program just for world war 3 specifically so all the the main creators for that game who knows what's gonna happen or if we're gonna lose it you don't know yet i'm not really worried about that i just want the game to run i want the game to work i don't care if i have partner or not with this game i've been covering it with uh you know, without it, so. That's what's going on.
0: That makes sense, I really, yeah, I really appreciate your insight and stuff. And I've been seeing some really cool tweets of like, uh, the the guns you've been building and stuff. I haven't been able, I need to get in and I need to, I need to put some hours into it to get some stuff unlocked. Cause again, I played it a fair amount in 2018 than the first, when you could get into a match every once in a while and like playing mm-hmm. that, I can't, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold my attention cause I've played these maps. So that brings me to like, what do you see as the future? And then my my hope is, I guess I'll just say it really quick. I hope I don't answer this for you. Um, nice, my man. hope is that they have a lot of content in the chamber, and they just wanted to get the open beta up and running. And now that it is, hopefully, some new content is right around the corner. So that's where I hope. That's it's what at. I'm what you thinking,
1: thinking too. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking the same thing. Um, there's a guy that keeps going around. I don't know exactly who he is if he's an investor or a developer he hasn't like confirmed it at least on my stream maybe a uh, community manager Pollock might know possibly i'm dropping names um but his name is pow powell, powell something some long last name but he comes in every, every go to like every like major world war 3 video or stream he'll hop into that stream or the comment section and say that big things are planned. like today he came into my stream I'm, I'm curious do i still have the the chat bot out i do he came into my stream and basically just started just saying big things are coming man just uh uh be patient or something like that and that that season one yeah that season one that's coming out will be a big will will impress a lot of people is what he's saying so that's a lot that's, that's some pretty big words coming from this guy. Again, I don't know who he is exactly specifically. I'm I'm more leaning towards the fact that he's not a dev cuz I don't think a dev would be coming around like that just like, hey, we're, you know, we're we're get ready, you know, cuz then that's just shooting themselves in the foot if it all goes south. Right. Um, um so um, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's just an investor trying to boost up everyone's hype to, you know, put more money into this game so he
0: makes more money. That makes sense. So, Big Fry in Chat, shout out huge fan man. Uh thank you for being here. Um he's adding a little context to it as well. Uh he said that that guy reached out to him uh and dropped that mm-hmm. they are launching in September before anybody knew Dude, about it. Same and thing,
1: then- exactly. And I didn't believe it. And then guess what? It drops in September. <laughs> yeah. So, he's this guy might be the uh this guy might be the Tom Henderson of World War 3. You know, he might know some stuff. He might have insider access that we just don't know and he's just going around
0: just telling people he might have a bunch of minds and now he's getting into gaming he's ready to do it he said he uh he told <laughs> he told big fry that he was an investor as well interesting interesting
1: yeah see okay yeah exactly so it's just like i'm leaning more to the investor side which would make sense of him trying to hype stuff up but um i take a lot of that stuff with the growth of grain saw until it gets officially announced anyways so. yeah you
0: have to with this game <laughs> as long exactly. as it's taken to get yeah. where we are like if mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know i keep saying it a lot but like if you've been part of this game and following it since it started in like 2018 or even before that in 2017 when it was announced i think it's been a long road to get to a functional <sighs> shooting game with like four maps and two modes like it's been a exactly It's been a long road to and, get here.
1: and then on, on top of that too like the data mining from this game was insane during the uh before like the early alpha test, or, or like the uh the alpha like, was like the alpha test. Oh no, no, the veteran alpha test and the closed beta test. That's what it was. There was a lot of data mining because everything was just open. They didn't like lock anything behind, locked files or different you know coded things. Jeez. So it was everything was. And I could talk about it because it's already we were talking about on stream. But like they they have a breakthrough, which is like their version of Rush icon in the game files, and then they have another icon. That no one knows what it is so it could be possibly two game modes again this is like i tell everyone take this over a grain of salt but it's in the game files like we've seen the different maps we've seen on the trailers you've seen tokyo we've seen uh new york you've seen um dmz what was it the dmz what well, D- dmz on their last their open beta trailer i think was or was it open beta trailer one of the the newest trailers showed the dmz even more so it was Um, than we've ever seen it and then just on stream today we kind of deciphered that the giant tree forest map is most likely the redwood forest in california because we even saw like an american flag in the background there's no other forest that i can think of that has giant oak trees that are
0: just massive things so i live in kansas so no i don't i don't know about any trees (laughs) flat anyways uh it's it's not just
1: i live in a cool area (laughs) leave me alone <laughs> but uh, uh yeah again all of this is just data mine stuff and no one really knows for sure but the
0: investor might know so the investor that's what we're just going to call him now that's the mystical the investor, investor. <laughs> yeah the investor <laughs> could be a movie um and then the other thing i think, i remember i feel like you could probably tell me in one of they so they did some investor calls in polish and that could be translated and stuff and i feel like the mm-hmm like the creative director or something at farm 51 said that they are potentially looking at like esports type mode. So I'm hoping for a bomb mode, like with these mechanics would be really fun. Like S and D. Oh yeah. Rush Rush is a good start.
1: Rush. But, but the main one that I want is the mode that was tested a long time ago called recon, which was like their answer to like a battle Royale type game, but it wasn't like a full battle Royale game. It was kind of, like, again, I never played it, but from hearing people that have played it, it was kind of like, you ever heard of the game nine to five? Yeah. Yeah. It was like three V three V three kind of like that. Well, kind of like that just with, so it'd be like five V five V five V five V five, maybe or something like that. And then the certain sections of the map close off and there's pickup weapons, there's vehicles in there. It's very, again, more competitive in that fact, you know, your squad dies, that's it, you know, but there was a revive system too. So
0: a re- there was a revive system i don't remember that i apparently
1: guess that- apparently there was a there was a, well, there was a revive system in that mode specifically nothing else just that mode
0: man they got to get this stuff out i guess i guess it's still the game is still new to a lot of people who are just jumping into the open beta but i just look at it from a mindset yeah, of a veteran. For, it's like Please, exactly come on, for all, come all on, the new on.
1: for all the new players you're like oh this is great the game finally works so i'm like for all us veteran players give us something now
0: yeah yeah it's like hurry so hopefully that's the case uh maybe the investor will provide more insight we could look for some videos on your channel <laughs> but um, <laughs> no it, I, that's where it's at and i feel like if the game works and it continues to work because i i used to keep notifications on for of this game because i wanted to make content about it and i'm sure i still will every once in a while uh for sure mm-hmm. but i kept notifications on and it was just like And you might, but it's it's like server maintenance, server maintenance, server maintenance, server maintenance. Yeah, "Ah, I got it. I got to give it a break. But now that we're finally, I kept it
1: on the entire time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're, (laughs) man, you probably knew there's. You probably got onto like a Polish sleep schedule with those. Um, so (laughs) where we're at now, I feel like this game is like a couple maps and some really cool game modes away from success. Um, if it Mm -hmm. keeps, if the servers hang in there, something like that recon mode a rush mode and a few more maps.
1: And some and, and something like I would like like again, like an S D mode or something like that. Just five V five kind of thing.
0: S would be awesome with this. It would be it would be like my favorite.
1: Super hardcore.
0: Yeah, with the hardcore mechanics and like no no specialist abilities. Just like positioning, mm-hmm. tactics, teamwork, like the weapon builds and the customization. And that's what I have always thought was the strong suit of this game is the customization from the soldiers to the weapons when you can build i've always said this about any games when you can build a soldier that looks like how you would want to look it's so much more immersive it gives you so much more stake and replayability it helps put yourself in the game and if if you have those kind of wide gamut of game modes that someone would enjoy and i've I've found myself lately needing those things i like the bigger stuff of battlefield where i can just hop in and run around and be silly with my friends but i also like to get a crew maybe stack up for s and d or rainbow six and sweat it out making call outs and and because some of the best feelings for me in shooting games is like when you pull off something cool with a team so to have this customization at the base and then if they added those modes we'd be we'd be cooking with grease
1: also the investor guy did say to he said within 2022 I'm um, going to just say that. So if he was right about the open beta drop date, let's see if he's right about season one dropping this, sometime this year
0: before the end of the year.
1: I'm thinking maybe Christmas around that time. That's the only time I can think of. I don't think they'll, they'll drop it before. I know a lot of people are worried about Mono Warfare 2 and stuff like that. And this game, you know, that game killing it. But I don't look i don't think mono for two is gonna kill it it I, it will take a good chunk of its audience for sure i think i think people are just playing this free game until mono for two uh, yeah until mono for two comes out but um mm. only time will tell at this
0: point it's i feel like it's a different enough game if it if it does those things that we talked it about it, it'll it'll have an Again, audience if it does those things exactly especially a free-to-play game like that i got that's when I first built a PC, I did it for video editing. I didn't know anything about like gaming and stuff, but I would try free to play games just to see if I could even do it on my computer. So, I mean, there's as a free to play game, you're gonna have some people, you're gonna have a base, and if they do that, I I think they can survive. They've had so many <laughs> chances, <laughs> so I, I hope they can I hope they can seize it. Uh, man, but
1: but yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. World War Three, man. That's kind of just. Cool. It's just a waiting game now. But again, it, it works. It works now. So
0: I can't thank you enough, dude. Holy shit. Like I was just gonna talk a little bit about what I knew. Uh you messaged me right before we came on and gave <laughs> so much more information, dude. I can't I can't thank you enough. You made this crappy show like fifty thousand times better. I I really, really appreciate it. There's <laughs> so much I learned so much. I hope I hope everyone listening did too. Really appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Seriously.
0: Yep. All right, guys, I'm going to take a really quick break, uh, say bye to blue, and then I'll be back on and the show will get substantially shittier. I'm sorry. It's just going to be me, but we'll uh, we'll get through some (laughs) news and uh, I'll be right back, guys. All right, guys. I'm back. It's just you and me. So, yeah, the uh, the show will probably get a little bit more interactive for the sake of the podcast, folks. I'll try to read chat and make sure everybody understands what's going on. Uh, Yeah, it's just me. We got a little bit of news to get through. Uh, but yeah, as uh, as Blue was saying, I was just getting ready to go live. Um, he popped in and said, hey, can I come on? And I was going to talk. I was going to talk about, uh, I would, uh, <laughs> Big Mike, nice. Heck yeah, man. Hop on. Um, I should, uh, this, this gets substantially harder, you guys. I'm not kidding. Like, the production team is honestly kind of shitty. Spoiler alert, it's me. But now I have to try to talk and cue up all the media in the background. And we're gonna get through it. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me. We'll get through it, I promise. Uh, but yeah, he messaged me right away. I was gonna talk about World War III anyway. Uh, he made that segment so much better. And again, it's not a big deal, guys. It's not a big deal. We're kind of a segment show now. Not a big, not a big deal. It's a little bit of a big deal. We're a segment show. That that it's it's pretty sweet. We're we're getting there. Thanks everybody for coming along for the ride. Um, I didn't know. You guys can ask me we'll check it out in the chat Q&A at the end if you guys want to. I do have a few pictures queued up of my hunting trip out in the middle of nowhere. Some of the stuff I took while I was hiking all over hell with my bow and arrow uh like an idiot. And uh yeah, if you guys want to see them, I took some pretty cool pictures so we can check those out um a little bit later in the chat Q&A if you want to. Then we have some quick shots pulled up uh that we'll be able to talk to some quick talk about some quick fashion news stories and things like that and it should be should be a fun rest of the show. Be a little bit more interactive with chat. Uh, Big Mike gave himself a shout out. If you guys uh, are interested in art, rendering 3D stuff, Big Mike on Twitter, he does uh, he creates thumbnails for some of the largest Call of Duty influencers and uh, creators out there and does amazing work. So I definitely would, uh, definitely would check that out. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was the 2042 event. I don't know if a lot of you have followed this channel for a long time. It originally started out as a 2042 channel, then the game released and I kind of fell out of love with it, is the polite way of putting it. It didn't feel like Battlefield to me. So we've kind of moved on to other stuff. This podcast, this live show was born from that, but I still definitely follow along with what's going on with the Battlefield franchise. I still love playing Battlefield Five, But they came out with an interesting event, the Liquidators event. Now, it's pretty much Tactical Conquest. What was weird to me is they started out with 8v8. Now, they, they made the maps and stuff smaller, so it's a lot uh, quicker, no comp, no, vehicles or anything like that and the maps are quite a bit smaller i'm not sure why they didn't put 16v16 in there now i watched a lot of people uh talk about this game mode on twitter i jumped in for a match it was pretty fun i think your fun level really has a lot to do with which map you get put on i think i think that has a lot to do with your fun level um i watched friend of the program uh Justin, I watched him stream it this morning and uh it was a little bit uh lackluster from his standpoint. Um it doesn't it's it's new content for 2042 ish in a way. So we should be we should be happy and thankful for that because the game the game badly needs that. Um, however, it's a mode we've played before. It's got all the specialists and things like that. Although there is a specialist limit, which is which is pretty cool. Um, the cosmetics and stuff are neat, but that's really the only new content. You're still playing on the same maps. You're still playing with the same guns. There is a content update coming very soon with the orbital rework. I hesitate to call them reworks. Uh, as I've been kind of bitter about this game a little bit, I honestly call them finishing the maps. Um, so yeah, finishing the maps. That's coming pretty soon but this is a game mode that I hopped in and tried. I might try to play it a little bit later tonight or tomorrow. Um, I kinda wanna feel where it's at. I feel like having these smaller player counts and player numbers could help out with um, some of the problems that were inherently from the large player base. The large player numbers, 128, as far as like performance, balance, just overall chaos, these potentially could flow better. Uh, From what I've seen uh, watching other creators play, the 16v16 16 16 mode is badly needed. They start out with just the 8v8 mode. Uh, some of the criticisms I've heard is that it feels, it feels like, oh, it feels like a portal mode. Like there's just not a lot to it. Uh, it doesn't feel as different as it could have, but it's something cool. It's something new. And um, I want to check it out and kind of see how the game is playing. I, I keep it installed and updated on my computer and uh, hop in and check it out every once in a while I still check out the game um yeah I'm not bitter about it. I'm pretty bitter about it I'll be honest with you um, so that's what's going on with 2042 uh we'll definitely check it out but I felt like when I watched people play it the maps were still some of them not all of them some of them were still a little bit big for 8v8 and uh we're looking forward to the 16v16 I think it'll play a little bit better and I'll definitely try it by then uh to kind of to kind of see how it plays and see how the game's feeling um Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for 2042. Again, (laughs) it seems like this game is literally gonna have four maps post-launch. Like from where we were in the DLC in the premium days of Battlefield 4 and 1 to now four maps post-launch for a Battlefield game is, uh, I don't know, in my opinion, it's pretty sad. It is pretty sad. So the next thing I wanted to talk about as always is a little bit of the modern warfare 2 latest there wasn't a lot again guys i was out in the wilderness so i missed a lot of this stuff so if i missed something pop it in chat help me out help crash out he's struggling out here um the thing that i wanted to talk about with modern warfare 2 not a lot of stuff happened there's a lot of trailers and things like that as you guys know we're really only what are we like nine days from early access to the campaign and then um like 17 days from the launch of everything and then november 16th dmz dmz and warzone 2 to a much lesser extent are still a big mystery that i guess the two things we haven't really heard about are dmz and raids those are something that i know i'm very interested in i'm really interested in dmz i want to see what it's like i just want to see how it plays um i really want to know i think as i've said before dmz i feel like is a really big risk for a triple a company uh even a game with as much content and as much depth as Tarkov, it still loses player base. It still loses players a couple months into the wipe, and people are ready for it to wipe. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with DMZ moving forward uh, to keep people interested. If there's going to be, you know, if it's going to like quote unquote wipe every season, if your progression is going to kind of start over, if there's going to be new missions. And I hope, I really hope the missions, and they should be with how Call of Duty kind of does uh, daily missions and stuff like that. I really hope that the missions and objectives are dynamic. That's one of the big issues, excuse me, just a second. That's one of the big issues with Tarkov, as everyone progresses through a wipe, you're working on the same things like as you go. So that's a little bit frustrating, weird. I I really hope that they're dynamic and they have, and I honestly don't know what that would be. Like if I think about it, what they would add to DMZ to make it better, I I don't know for sure, like a hundred percent uh what kind of things they would do to keep people interested whether it's you know cosmetics that are really cool that you can wear a multiplayer that you can earn in dmz only um if there's a you know a store for dmz currency and that's like where you get some of your best stuff i'm not a hundred percent sure on that um I, i'm just i'm just not sure what they could do to keep it playing because <laughs> all the stuff i can think of tarkov's already done it so it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, that was awesome. Said there's a leak of recently having the mission list in DMZ. Actually, I'm not going to call you out. All right, I did a I did a video on it actually quite a long time ago. Um, a lot of the missions and stuff leaked. I did another one. Uh, I've actually done two videos on the mission list um, over on my channel. If you guys are interested in some of that stuff, you can scroll through and find DMZ um, in the Modern Warfare Two playlist. But those were originally leaked from that from that mobile alpha. So I did a video on those a long time ago and then somebody kind of refound them and then made new articles and people got excited again, but it, it's kind of stuff that w- that we've talked about a little bit. <laughs> Hashtag fake fan, no, no dude, no. Um, the other thing, I'm gonna get into a little bit of drama, all right? We're gonna get, we're gonna get a little bit of drama, all right? We're gonna try to do good journalism around here and see what's going on. So allegedly, all right? With Modern Warfare 2, they're implementing the same system as Overwatch 2, which requires you to have a phone number uh, with your account to be able to get into Bnet and play the game. Now on the surface, sounds like a good thing. To most people, I think generally most people have a cell phone, so it's all good. However, people who use the two-factor authentication system may exclude prepaid phones. Now, I'm not 100% sure where this leak originated. Uh, Right now, I'm looking at a VGC article, Video Games Chronicle article. It's been reported by several. I'm not 100% sure. I just said we're going to do good journalism, and now I'm doing dog shit journalism because I don't know where this story originated. I'm sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) I don't know who who uh, who reported that first but essentially according to this article in vgc call of duty modern warfare 2 newly created overwatch 2 accounts and newly created call of duty modern warfare 2 accounts require a phone number the site's information reads this does this stuff inf- comes from blizzard's website i'm not sure you found it first um then adds messaging apps like imessage whatsapp are not supported mobile phones with prepaid plans may not work with phone notification service phone notifications cannot be used with voice over IP and VoIP numbers that are transferred to a local provider are not eligible for the service. So, man, I guess I'm not hundred percent sure how I feel about this. Let's lay it out from both sides of the conversation, right? So on one side you have uh, someone like me, which I would guess would be in the majority who probably has, <clears throat> excuse me, a personal cell phone. That's not a prepaid, like pay as you go plan. <clears throat> and everything's gonna be fine. And for me, I could personally be excited about this because it likely means there's gonna be less cheaters, there's gonna be less spoofers. If an account gets banned on that phone number and that phone number can't be used, somebody can't just go buy like a a prepaid phone from Walmart and get back in and start cheating again. So on the surface, that sounds great. Now, if you go to the opposite side, right? (laughs) If you go to the opposite side where someone who does use a pay-as-you-go phone or who doesn't have a cell phone, I'm a boomer. You guys could probably tell I'm old as shit. And I didn't have a cell phone until like high school. And I'm guessing a lot of people play video games before they get into high school. So younger kids that don't have a cell phone yet could be potentially in trouble. So it, it's it got a little bit of controversy there because it is there is probably a large swath of people that might have trouble playing the game. So, I mean, yeah. There's always going to be that. So I feel like in shooting games, I feel like in shooting games, we're always going to be battling cheaters. Probably forever, right? And it there's, there's always going to be that line, like how extreme do we get? How many legit players are going to have to suffer to be able to get a better experience for everyone else? And it's a really tough question. Tarkov has come up, Uh, to this line several times with how they've they've banned in Tarkov you can't drop certain things for your friends and this is to try to help RMT or real money transactions from happening so a lot of times people can go onto eBay you can actually buy Tarkov loot on eBay meet the person in-game or you could and they could drop it for you well now they made it to where there's a ton of different items that you can't drop it'll delete it if you try to drop it now this probably cut down a lot on RMT but if I want to drop a key that I have that I'm done with for my buddy in Raid and give it to him, I can't do that. So there's a there's a fine line with fighting cheaters to where like how invasive do you get with like current players? So that's always a question I think moving forward that we're always gonna be fighting with. And um, it's just, yeah, like, like Liv is saying in chat, how much freedom do we lose in order to get rid of cheaters? And I know people like me and people, potentially like you, who are really tired of cheaters, probably willing to give up quite a bit. And yes, Lib, I did play a lot of Snake on my Nokia brick. It's no big deal, I was pretty good at it, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so let's let's continue to go further, further into this a little bit. I promise drama, we're gonna get into a little bit of it, no problem, all right? So Robert Bowling, now if you don't know, he was a former Call of Duty developer, now working at Dr. Disrespect Studio. He, quote, tweeted this article and said this. So, again, he's now working on Dead Drop with Dr. Disrespect. Has been a higher up in Call of Duty in the past, I'm pretty sure. You guys can can fact check me on that, right? If that's a problem. Um, He says, imagine banning all players who don't have cell phone plans and then releasing a game trailer that doesn't contain any game footage and only features multi-millionaires. Classic Activision tone deafness doing everything they can to overshadow a great game from the devs. And now if you're like me, when you first read this tweet, you're like, Robert, what's your problem, dude? What's your freaking problem? Well, there's a little bit to this, I feel like, in the fact that there are people, if you don't have a phone, that sounds crazy when you put it that way. If you don't have a phone plan, you can't play Call of Duty. So we're we're coming up against that line. Again, this is this is technically, I don't know how much so, um, Activision's uh what would I say competition over there at uh, at midnight society at 12 a.m. So um, who knows if that's a thing again the 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 trailer we're referring to I don't know if you guys have seen it the live action trailer um, it has I'm not let's just say for the new Call of Duty trailer I'm not the target audience okay there's a bunch of rap artists and other probably influences and stuff that I don't know that are like Robert is saying like Mr. Bowling is saying here are probably multi-millionaires that probably made some more millions to be in a call of duty ad when, um, yeah, I'm not sure how far that will go. I feel like the people that enjoyed that are probably already gonna buy the game. Once game developers and stuff get so big, the ways they spend their money seems so weird to me. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not the target demographic for that for that trailer. So we'll see how that goes. I would <laughs> I know it's not this simple. I know I know it's not this simple, guys. Let's back off, all right? It's not this simple. But if you don't pay these these artists and influencers millions of dollars in a commercial, maybe we can knock like 10 bucks off the game, huh? Make it not as expensive for everybody. I know it's not that simple, all right? But that's just like that's just what I think. I think the trailer <laughs> the trailer is really weird. I'm not sure. It doesn't really showcase the game. Um I I don't know what they're going for there. You know, I mean, there's, I can't remember the name of it. Back in school, we talked about, like, the different forms of advertising when you have a, a well-known figure advertised and people just want the product because of that. And I'm guessing that's, you know, what they're going here. But but for, for I guess, whatever, older people that think more logically, that that ad or whatever, that trailer didn't make a lot of sense. And I feel like the money could have maybe been spent better elsewhere. Like, you know the people that make the game pay the devs a little more so i think they could uh ss hasn't heard of the trailer let me see if i can find it really quick um i think i can find it but yeah let me know uh wherever you guys are at if you're in the comments or if you're in the chat what you think of the whole uh phone situation if that would be um any kind of problem uh for you um let me pull it up the call of duty yeah here it is i'll pull it up real quick so you guys can Guys, can check it out while we're talking about a little bit. But I, when you're talking about a company that's this massive, um, a company they've done commercials like this in the past. Um, I kind of like the ones, I kind of like the ones that were more about, um, there's a soldier in all of us or whatever that kind of had to do with the game. Um, but this one, they're just riding motorcycles around on a runway and, um, line dancing in a bar. It's just i I'm confused, and this is me getting old probably i could I could just be getting too old, but it is up on the screen. I'm sorry, podcast listeners that's the best I can do in trying to explain it to you um but it has to be just just for the younger generation, which I feel like if you know Call of duty and you're in a younger generation, you're gonna probably you're gonna probably want to buy it anyway or get your parents to buy it and in turn you're gonna have to get your parents to use a cell phone, apparently so to be able to get into play, but a lot of these people or uh for my my boomer understanding are fairly famous people and influential so they probably had to pay them quite a bit um there's a lot of supercars and things like that uh there's the phase clan people um so they're all excited jumping around. yay, I know that makes me want to play call of Duty, but there is it's like a a live action trailer and there is zero gameplay. I don't even think there was a firearm in that. Like, I have more firearms in the background of my podcast than they had in the Call of Duty trailer. Weird. So I think, I know there's ways that I don't have it. I'm not sure how people do it, but you can go and there's some kind of plugins where you can actually see the dislikes. And I think this trailer had a significant portion um, of dislikes too, so. That's pretty much all that's going on. I wanted to let you guys know about that. I thought the cell phone thing was big. I guess that that system is already happening in Overwatch. That's another one of the reasons when I talk about sometimes I'm really scared uh, that Activision uh, Blizzard is going to have potentially a pretty pretty secure monopoly over first person shooters and are able to implement kind of whatever rules and stuff they want if you're all for this rule some people aren't and it really doesn't matter they're going to do it anyway i worry about this when it comes to cosmetics cuz we've seen some of the some of the microtransaction stuff they've done in Diablo is are so so bad and i i hope so we see we see this uh we see the cell phone number thing coming from Overwatch 2 i hope we don't see a microtransaction model coming from uh, like Diablo or something like that. That would be incredibly sad, and that's why I worry about that um, sometimes. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I think the next thing we'll talk about. I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That's exactly that sums it up perfect, and that's what I was talking about with the There's a Soldier in All of Us. It had all the, like Jonah Hill and stuff. Uh, uh, that was awesome. And chat says in the celebrity trailers back in the day. They at least had CGI of them blowing shit up. This one was just, I don't even know what this is. Like I, but maybe I'm not meant to. It's part of getting old guys. And if you're out there, if you're laughing at me for getting old, it's gonna happen to you? Get off it. It's gonna happen to you? Oh, did you guys see the other thing I wanted to talk about? Yeah, the whole trailer, like Mike says, like Big Mike says, the whole trailer is just, it's confusing. Um, Did you guys see this? I wanted to show this to you. Oh, there's something else I could talk about too. Ah, I could talk about this too because Buff's not here. You guys want to get con- controversial? You guys want to get? You guys want to get wild? Let's do it. Uh, Buff's not here, and I'm sorry, podcast people. You won't be able to hear this. Um, J-God posted this of uh, of crazy aim assist. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter. It is actually wild. I've seen a few of these, uh, but you can actually see the scope input, and you can see like how hardcore the aim assist is, and. Like if something's ever gonna happen where Buff and I don't work together anymore, it's because we're gonna argue about aim assist. It's gonna happen someday. We're gonna have a knockdown drag out about aim assist. <laughs> Cause I'm a PC player, mouse and keyboard, and I think it's a problem. And he says it doesn't feel like this. Now there were people in the comments saying theirs didn't feel like this. You guys can see uh, the, the controller inputs in the top right. And that's really important. For the rotational aim assist to work, you have to be like strafing and moving. So you can see he has that left stick input. So he's backed into a corner using left stick input. And then the auto rotation is rotating his character. It doesn't like essentially aim, but it's like following really closely. So if, and there's also some certain settings, like J-God talked about some settings. So Buff might need to look into this, all right? Getting his settings right so he can have, uh, have aim bot, I mean aim assist, sorry. Um, on his controller, but you have to be moving. Anyway, as you guys can imagine, I recommend if you're bored, if you're sitting on the shitter taking a dump, go find this on JGods and read the comments because it's pretty fun. Just controller players, mouse and keyboard players, just mad. Everybody's mad, so go check it out if you're taking a dump. It's good reading. Um, and then the other thing. Oh, guys. I just saw funny stuff I wanted to talk about I wanted to I, w- I also want this program to be entertaining too not just straight up news so i want I want to get everybody's thoughts on this um <laughs> this is kind of sad um i I don't know I don't know if I should be necessarily uh reacting to this or not um I guess we're technically in the the quick shot segment of the program um did you guys see, so TwitchCon's been going on. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah, Big Mike, um, I, there's only a few players that play competitive Warzone that, that play on keyboard and mouse. So that should tell you something. If Buff sees this, he's going to be so mad at me. We we have we have fights about this. It's true. We miss Buff, by the way. Um, hopefully he's back with us next week. Des- the show desperately needs Buff. Um, so yeah, like I said in the ticker above, miss you Buff. Hope you're doing well, man. He's got a lot going on. IRL. It's all good stuff. Um, He's vibing, um, but he's just really busy. So we'll hopefully see him next week. I really hope so. But it kind of shows, I don't want to toot my own horn, but this kind of shows how committed uh, we are to getting you guys a show every week. Um, I was traveling and stuff. We had to move the dates. Thank you guys for being flexible. But I just always want to get a show out to you guys um, every week and really try. We try to do that. So anyway, Adriana Chechik. Che- Chichik apparently uh, she's an adult entertainer and a twitch streamer which up until recently shouldn't go hand in hand but a p- potentially they do <laughs> you guys probably know what I'm talking about uh, the girl that got banned for actually uh, performing coitus on twitch only got banned for a little while weird deal twitch weird company um, but anyway she actually broke her back in a foam pit at TwitchCon, and it is horrible and I want to know what you guys think of this, because there's, there's, again, like many things, two sides to this story. Um, let me turn this sound down. I don't know how loud the audio would be. Um, but essentially, if you guys can look at this, sorry, podcast listeners, probably do the best to ex- describe it to you. This thing looks like a true foam pit, like, uh, like athletes practice um, doing, I don't know, uh, Lib, one of the... Uh, members of my community and my discord and stuff he put up some pictures he actually went to TwitchCon, so i'd be curious if he saw this thing if it was obvious to them that this is not a foam pit like athletes practice you know skateboard tricks into or you know even like the motocross jumps and stuff into this is essentially like foam blocks on a much harder surface like almost like a wrestling ring matt or it's not even look soft as a trampoline and, and this is hard to watch kind of because she does get injured. <laughs> Big Mike says, don't play it. I, I just kind of want to see, so you can see, I won't play it because it, it is kind of graphic and I, I, I don't want to like show off people getting injured because that's serious and it sucks. But see the girl on the right lower part of the screen, she's sitting on the bottom of the pit. So if you see this thing, off the bat, you're gonna think, "Oh, it's just a foam pit you can jump into," but apparently the bottom of it was really hard. Someone else dislocated their knee, and she actually broke her back in two places. Now, I would consider this to be an accident, but Twitch is probably gonna get <laughs> probably gonna get sued. Um, this day and age, the only thing where I could say that this could have been I don't know why I'm reacting this and I don't know why this show got off the rails I'm sorry guys the only thing I could say that she should have known is she had to walk out to this podium so it's like I don't know if you guys remember oh geez I'm gonna date myself again like American American gladiators where they stood on the on the pedestals and had the pugil sticks and were like jousting to knock each other off of the of the stands that's what this is and my first thought was like, oh my gosh, they didn't tell her that this wasn't a true deep foam pit, but she had to walk out to that podium, to that thing. So she should have known that the floor was hard. And it was just, I think it's just an accident. Um, I hope that they told them that this was such, but she should have known that the floor was hard because she had to walk out to the podium to 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 battle with the pugil sticks and joust. So I don't know, I don't know if you guys saw this, I don't know whose fault it is, my opinion really doesn't matter, but like it was just something crazy that I saw from TwitchCon. I know uh, some some of my friends on Twitch actually made it out there and the event looked really cool. Um, but yeah, so I hope she gets better soon. Um, it sounds like she has to get uh, surgery to get a rod in for support in her back and that's just, that's heartbreaking and we really hope she gets better and um, hope this doesn't ever happen again. But yeah, that's what I think, Liv. If she had to know, she had to know like walking through it, that that's going to be a a problem and you, you shouldn't you shouldn't jump off this thing. So, anyway, sorry. Um occasionally, um occasionally on the show, um I want to talk about like kind of pop culture, entertaining stuff that's going around. So, I saw that Um the next thing I want to talk about, this actually came up um this actually came up before my uh this came up before my trip, and I, I jotted it down in my notes to talk about it. This was came to me um, actually on Jeff Grubb's podcast, uh, the morning, morning game mess, I think. Anyway, uh, Jeff Grubb's podcast, he does live on Twitch in the morning. Um, the first quick shot, real quick shot, is um, Halo Infinite, could be or is he says according to his sources switching to Unreal 5. Now one of the reasons <laughs> one of the reasons Halo was delayed a whole bunch is because apparently of the slip space engine but they touted it as an amazing thing that was going to make the game great it was going to make the game easily updatable. It was going to make it run well, play well and all that stuff, which it kind of didn't launch it felt pretty polished, but it could have potentially been one of the reasons there's not a lot of content for this game, which is one of the big things holding it back. But Engine troubles holding a game back in a triple A space. Does that sound familiar? <coughs> 2042. So, why I thought this was interesting to talk about is um, whenever we had the EA developer Jim Heil on, he talked about how there are many off the shelf engines where that company handles the engine, handles the groundwork, and stuff like that. So, devs don't have to, they can focus on balancing. They can focus on making changes and getting the game to run well and stuff like that. And this is the first time I feel like we've seen a AAA studio veer off of a proprietary, I found the word guys, my old brain found it, a proprietary engine that they worked on for a really long time. And they're actually saying, hey, they're admitting it's not working out and they're going to off the shelf Unreal 5, which is pretty crazy uh, to see that. So it gives me a little bit of hope that potentially uh, Battlefield may eventually do something like that, based on we've heard the engine being a lot of the problems. Now I forgot to mention when we talked about the 2042 events, it did launch and have to get taken off because the progression wasn't working. And again, fits into my overall theory of the problem with 2042 being crossplay, being cross progression in the Frostbite engine not getting along very well, because just I have a whole bunch of reasons. It's it's a big conspiracy theory, and um. So this is the first time we're seeing a AAA studio switch engines partway through a game cycle. Now, I don't know what this is going to do with content. It's interesting because this is supposed to be a 10-year game. You know, Halo Infinite is supposed to get supported for a really long time. The other thing that Jeff Grubb mentioned in his podcast that was really, really interesting was that the certain Affinity Battle Royale that's been rumored for a really long time, um, Project Tatanka, has been in Unreal Engine 5 the whole time. So I don't know, that had to be planned. Um Having, I don't know how that works. I'm just an idiot on the internet. Uh, how, how you could have like two different game modes on the same, or in the same game on different engines. I don't know if that's possible. Potentially it could be, Um it sounds like a headache. So, but anyway, moral of the story, Halo Infinite could potentially be moving to Unreal Engine 5. Um, This could set a precedent for other AAA studios to do the same, all this according to Jeff Grubb on his podcast. It is now time for the next. Quick shot. This show's terrible. Appreciate you guys for hanging with me, even though I'm by myself. I know the show is much better with Buff. I really appreciate you you guys uh, sticking around. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was a rumor that's been going around that the next Call of Duty after Treyarch, so we're talking potentially 2025, could be Advanced Warfare 2. And as always, there is a whole entire uh, COD cycle or, or just the COD community is always split. I think the COD community is just so big that you're never gonna have total agreement. But this started the Twitter drama of everyone saying, you know, Advanced Warfare was a trash game. I really like Advanced Warfare. <clears throat> and it oh it it opens up the whole can of worms of Boots on the Ground versus quote unquote advanced movement, if that's a thing or not. Um and the and the skill gap therein, if it's like spammable or if it's an actual skill gap, or people just have incredibly strong opinions on this but this could potentially be what Infinity War, or excuse me, what Sledgehammer is working on. Along with that news, we also got the rumors from Ghost of Hope that the game, the next game after Modern Warfare 2, in two years, from Treyarch, which we know it from the data mines from the Warzone mobile alpha, is likely going to be like a 1990s, like Operation Desert Storm uh, themed conflict, is probably going to be, um, also supported for two years like Modern Warfare uh, 2. So that's gonna be really, really interesting to watch because like I've talked about the COD community and the COD cycle, how people get really tired of the game by the time the next one is. How many of you guys are playing Vanguard? Right. So (laughs) I know Vanguard was uh, a trash game by most people's standards. Um, I didn't play it enough to really get a good opinion. It was so weird. Um, but there's a cycle where people really get tired of the cod about this time of year and ready for the next one, right? And it's gonna be it's gonna be very important to see, <clears throat> excuse me, how Activision handles this cycle when they're going to allegedly push these games two years instead of just one. I think a big reason behind that is the updates that are required to keep Warzone running. Uh, devs have mentioned before how much of a challenge it was to add other games guns and stuff into Warzone And just keep piling those on and keep keep combining those engines and those mechanics and things like that um, so it's going to be um, It's gonna be interesting to see uh, Big Mike's plays Vanguard. I'm sorry. I Didn't mean to throw you under the bus like that. Um, I'm gonna throw myself under the bus I'm gonna join you under the bus. I liked advanced warfare um (laughs) i thought the weapon variants were pretty cool um the loot boxes were terrible but i didn't know it at the time because it was the first time we saw that um it was kind of the first time it's probably my first what i would call call of duty game that i played a lot i've told a lot of people this that i've come i came to gaming pretty darn late in my life but yeah you guys can pile on uh unsub unfollow block me or whatever um i really like the setting of advanced warfare um, I thought it was cool because it, it was gritty. It was still, it was still futuristic, but it was like dark and gritty and warlike and the conflict was believable. And it had what I thought was really good map design. It had dynamic maps. Um, like you're seeing uh, the tidal wave uh, come in on that one. And um, the tsunami map. And there was the, I guess, Dr. Disrespect designed at the recovery map where the volcano erupted and pushed you into a different part of the map. Um, some of that stuff was pretty cool. And um, I, I thought I liked it. Um, the setting was cool. Uh, love or Hate, um, Love or Hate Advanced Movement. Um, this has some of my favorite maps. And I, I thought the setting was was really cool and easy to get into. Like I said, it was, until they co- started coming out with the crazy skins. Um, this also had, Advanced Warfare also had the best soldier customization of any Call of Duty because, I'm not saying the clown skins, I'm not saying the gingerbread skins, I'm not saying that crazy stuff. I'm with many of you, I don't really enjoy that kind of stuff. The fact that you could change your boots, you could change your exo, you could change your pants, your your uh, jacket, your head, all that stuff you could change independently. There was granular customization of your soldier, um, which was really cool. So the friends that I played with, I could instantly tell it was them. Uh, just by looking at them, and um, that 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 was pretty cool. So I'm I'm a I'm an Advanced Warfare truther. Also, uh, the guys that I got into Call of Duty with have been playing it a long time. They didn't like the Advanced Movement. <clears throat> uh, advanced Warfare when it was populated actually had an old school mode. It had a classic mode where the exosuits didn't work. So I played that a lot, and it felt great. So. I didn't I didn't mind the advanced movement just because I didn't know any better. Um <laughs> but the 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 classic mode, boots on the ground, uh boots on the ground advanced warfare was really good I thought. So you guys can hate me, you can unfollow me. That's my controversial take that you guys can just just obliterate me in the chat. It gives you something to do. Have fun. It's time for the next quick shot now give the production team a little bit of time uh they're working really hard behind the scenes here to, to pull up the next media i just want something on the screen uh that you guys can look at that's not my face so that's why i'll pull that up um yeah the, <laughs> the next thing i wanted to talk about was streets of tarkov if you're a tarkov fan you know that this has been uh, a thing for a really long time it's been teased for a long time it's kind of become a meme that streets is never going to come out uh but battle state did tweet out Images of new images of Streets of Tarkov. And of course, they look pretty cool. So we can go through and look at those while we're talking about it. And then again, there is a major, I don't want to say a major, there is a large update uh with some downtime coming up. Some people, some conspiracy theorists are like, it's time for streets after all these months and years that it's actually coming out. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but these images look really cool. Streets of Tarkov looks like an incredibly ambitious map. Uh, so many rooms you can go into Um, I think you know the way we saw the lighthouse map come out that there's going to be a lot of issues with how the game (laughs) how the game runs I hope it's optimized well Uh, Nikita said in several podcasts several interviews that that's what they're worried about is is that but Streets of Tarkov um, has been teased yet again and uh, these images look look really cool it's going to be it's gonna be cool to check out. I think that'll bring a lot of people uh, back to the game. That was truly that was truly a quick shot truly was <laughs> Next one I'm just gonna pull it up right here. Get a little look behind the scenes This is how I pull up trailers. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about a little bit briefly um, Overwatch 2 uh, I tried out Overwatch 2 again It really felt like Overwatch 1. It's not really a game for me. There's kind of too much going on the screen for me to understand. I am a boomer. Totally get it. A lot of you guys may enjoy Overwatch and it came out at a really good time when people are kind of waiting on Modern Warfare 2. It is a free to play experience, but it really is an interesting way to almost re-release a game. They change it from 6v6 to 5v5. Just a new hero. A lot of the same remastered stuff. Heroes maps and modes and things like that. So it's, it's weird. I played it and it was, uh, <laughs> SS, that's funny. Oh, that's how those guys do it. Yeah, you gotta see a little sneak peek behind the scenes. Sorry, podcast listener. Um, but with o- what I thought was interesting about Overwatch 2, I saw a couple people, and I think namely Get Flanked uh, has been on the program before, Rainbow Six Siege Creator. And Rainbow Six Siege um, is a game that I've always really enjoyed and it's been on a kind of a steady decline lately. And I just kind of wonder with what Overwatch did, they kind of took the game offline for a day. Uh, They teased Overwatch 2, which is really similar, made some key improvements, updates, but the game is essentially the same. Like I played it again, like it's the same game for the most part. Is that something Rainbow Six Siege could do? So in this quick shot, the story is more of a question. Rainbow Six Siege is a game that is similar um, incredibly ambitious, long history of being supported even longer than Overwatch, tons of maps, tons of destruction, the 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 hero system, the operators are incredibly, incredibly complicated. So is this something that Rainbow Six could say, hey, we're taking offline for a couple of days, we're coming out with Rainbow Six Siege 2, but, and I don't know what they would change, but I I, I feel like this is one of the only ways that they could probably reinvigorate Rainbow Six Siege because that game is so hard to get into. But once you do it, it's really rewarding. It's a really cool game. It's having cheater problems. It's always had balancing issues and stuff like that. But I saw Overwatch do it. Get Flank talked about it on Twitter. Is this something, I will leave that question to you guys. Is there is this something that they could do? I don't know. Uh, David Brown in chat. Anyone remember R6 Extraction? Great segue. Great segue, David. I appreciate that. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is from Ubisoft and it is uh, Project U, which is a game I don't really have anything that I can pull up and talk about because it's going up for a closed playtest this weekend. Um. Yeah, all we know is that it's a co-op shooter. Um, if you read about it online, it appears to be some kind of, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. I'll get the wording right for you guys. We're gonna do good journalism around here. Um, it's a co-op shooter from Ubisoft. So that's what I was like, David. Like when you said Rainbow Six Extraction, I was like, hope it's not, hope it's not another one of those. Um, so yeah here's insider gaming we'll, we'll take a look at this article real quick so so we get it right we don't want to we don't want to have a bad program around here uh this is from tom henderson of insider gaming ubisoft begins playtest of project U, a new co-op shooter now there's been some information that has been on the website it's a new concept of a session-based co-op shooter where many players unite to prevail against an overwhelming threat uh someone in my discord uh had a really good point and it thought it sounded a lot like based on this stuff like the arc raiders game from embark so hopefully there's a little bit more to it um it's a closed test that's going to go on this weekend for project U, and um i don't know if you look at this it kind of gives you that arc raiders vibe um kind of looks like it's also maybe not for my demographic being an old person um, there's also X defiant hanging out there that I'm a little bit more excited about because it sounds like a really, a multiplayer shooter that they've put a lot of thought into. I'm not really that exciting for the setting or the goofiness or the heroes, but if it's well balanced, if it plays well, if it's competitive, I'm going to try it out. So you know that for Ubisoft, we also have X defiant, like I talked about in the division heartlands, there's also been some division heartlands, uh, stuff leaked. Uh so that's something to that keep an eye out, but we'll see if anything comes out over the weekend with Project U and we'll try to see what their push for the free-to-play market. Um Ubisoft has just been striking out lately, um, in my opinion. So hopefully again they do something to make this not a Rainbow Six extraction and not a hyperscape. So yeah, that's kind of the big the big deal. <laughs> Have you played X Defiant? I did, I did play one of the very first uh, play tests. It felt a lot like Call of Duty, uh, but I've liked some of the stuff I've seen the developers tweeting. I know some uh, some pro players have worked on it to help them balance it. Um, and also they've talked about um, how matchmaking will work. Skill-based matchmaking is gonna be much more lax. And there's gonna be a ranked mode. And um, that kind of stuff gets me uh, excited to try it at least. <laughs> Drac. Says we need Crash's Center for kids who can't do journalism good and want to learn to do other stuff good too. I would be down for that. I think that would be great because I can't journalism worth a shit. Um, EA should make another Army of Two. I don't even remember that pores and pixels. If you guys want another awesome podcast to listen to, check out Pores and Pixels. Um, over on Twitter they post all their stuff on there. You can also find them on all the major podcast platforms. But they, like me, also enjoy video games and drinking so yeah if you guys need another podcast to listen to that's not uh that's uh much better than this one uh check those guys out as well Pores and pixels shout out thanks guys for being in the chat appreciate it um i think it's time for chat q a um if you guys want to um i'm sorry again to the podcast listener out there if you guys are interested i have a couple pictures queued up of uh of my bow hunting trip um some of the cool scenery and stuff i saw and um yeah, I think it would be. I think it'd be cool to check out if you guys are interested. Um, and then I'll, I would be down to uh, answer questions and stuff for a little bit. Um, would uh, would be cool. Um, yeah, I'll I'll talk about them while while you guys come up with like uh with like questions. So, um, this first picture is uh potentially why. My uh my hunting trip didn't go that great. Uh for those of you listening at home on, on uh on mobile devices. Uh it is a bear sitting next to the deer feeder. You know what doesn't get along very well with bears? Deer. Um, that's right. <laughs> so we didn't see very many deer. Uh this is probably one of the biggest reasons why. Um I don't know uh if you guys can see it. Uh but yeah. The deer, this uh the feeder in the background that's laying over is all broken up because the bears mauled it. Uh the part of Oklahoma that I was in does not have a bear season, so there's really nothing that we can do about it other than watch the bears. Uh the first morning was <laughs> uh hiking through a creek with just my bow and arrow. I didn't really have a sidearm on me at that time and uh almost stepped on one. Like the bear was bedded down in the in the tree that we walked by and uh popped up right in front of me and ran off. He's kind of a cinnamon. Uh bear, black bear, cinnamon bear like the candy? No, cinnamon bear like the big thing with teeth. Uh, <laughs> jumped up and run. Um, had to go back to camp, change my pants, come up with a new plan and uh, grab the sidearm. <laughs> and we w- went back out hiking around looking for deer. Uh, did see some deer, uh, didn't get some great pictures, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of hiking. Saw some really cool country. We found four elk sheds. So in Oklahoma, that's pretty cool uh to find some uh signs of elk. Uh this is one of the sunsets on top of the canyon. Uh this is my buddy Clark uh that I went with uh with the pack and his boat checking out the sunset. We were watching to see um if anything bedded down in the canyon. But I got a lot of hiking. With my <laughs> with me sitting around a lot, uh working and uh not moving around too much. I do go to the gym every day uh but not a lot of cardio. Uh it was really good for me. I did a lot of hiking with some packs on and um it was really cool. I thought this was a was a really cool picture. Um, then this is just kind of uh, off the canyon, looking down um, at the river bottom, uh, really pretty land. Um, just It was just a lot of fun. Uh, it turned into more of a hiking trip, but we did see a, a few cool things. And then this is uh, a view of me sitting um, on my deer stand, uh, kind of looking down the river on the last evening. So funny story, uh, we fixed a bunch of the deer feeders uh, that the bears have messed up and we fixed them and then we we're like, well, we were just loud in this area. There's gonna be no deer here. So we hunted on like the other end because we thought we probably scared everything out of that end working on it. We've anchored a in, so we were hammering on stuff. And then my cousin sent me pictures from the camera of deer that were back where we were, started working. So we missed them. Like if we would have been setting back there, we probably would have had a successful hunt uh with the bow. But Pay your money, take your chance. That's what happened. That's what happened. But it was an awesome trip. Yeah, guys, it it was fun. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Four days of touching grass, now crashing, play inside and play Modern Warfare Two for a full year. We're gonna get some S and D going, aren't we, Jack? We're gonna rest it. We're gonna rescue the shit out of some hostages, and we're gonna play some S and D. It's, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. I don't know about you guys, but I was I was incredibly surprised. I should probably make a video about it. I was really surprised how much strategy went into that hostage rescue mode. We had some really cool plays um as a squad and it was a lot of fun yeah that's right I mean the hostages they're so helpless we gotta go get them they're not gonna they're not gonna stand up and walk out on their own so but yeah anyway guys thank you thank you for being here um had quite a few viewers tonight uh for just me rambling. Super super thankful uh for everyone just hanging out and chatting with me. Uh the fact that I can sit here and talk about video games and people listen to me is just incredibly humbling and I, I can't say thank you enough. Uh super big shout out and thank you to Blue the Robot. Uh follow him everywhere. Uh that's his handle on everything um on YouTube, on Twitter and stuff. Uh if you guys are interested at all in World War Three and keeping up with the news, uh he's your guy. As he very well uh, put on display uh at the beginning of the program um, talking about stuff I had no idea about we all learned a lot about world War three uh the game I have to say <laughs> for youtube uh the game um, that's yeah, that was awesome we learned, we all learned a lot so if you're interested in that game follow him uh special shout out uh to uh Big Fry for taking the time uh big fan of his. Uh was really he's probably really busy for popping in the chat. Uh as well as Big Mike, another awesome creator and a member of the channel. Um thank you guys for taking the time and uh just everybody. David, that was awesome. Jack, um, just all you guys. SS has been here for a while. Uh Max pores and pixels. Um, uh, just everybody for being here. Uh thank you so much. Incredibly kind of you. Do you think the nighttime parachuting clip from the recent MW two trailer was DMZ? I'm not sure. I think it could be either. That was awesome. I think they'll probably have nighttime events in Warzone 2, but it would be really cool if the DMZ had a day-night cycle like Tarkov. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it could be either, but it it's definitely interesting. Um, definitely an interesting question. I hope so. I hope I really hope DMZ has a day-night cycle. That'll just help add to that replayability, right? Like keeping get, getting different experiences dealing with different different things. But yeah. Anyway, guys, I think that's a show. We got through a lot of news. We talked about a lot of stuff. Hour and a half. I did it without Buff. Uh, I really hope that Buff will be back next week. The show desperately needs him. We appreciate him. And uh, hopefully he's going well. Miss you, Buff. What about weather in DMZ? I doubt that, StarCab. Um, StarCab asked, how about weather in DMZ? I doubt it. I would be surprised if it had it. I think that would be one of the first times Call of Duty had that. But I hope so the the weather in the road to Vostok demo was amazing um yeah thanks awesome I appreciate it thank you thank you yeah I know <laughs> max thank you for always being here and cleaning up the Russian sex bots uh can't thank you enough man for taking the time to do that keeping us he's keeping us safe max is doing the lord's work we might actually be getting most of them blocked man I don't know We might actually be getting most of them blocked, but he's out here doing the Lord's work, keeping us all safe. Thank you, Mad Max, for your service. Uh, David Brown asks, where's Buff? Uh, He's got stuff going on, like IRL. Um, I don't know how much he wants me to share. It's all good stuff, Uh, just some changes and uh, stuff that he's working on, uh, helping family do some stuff. Nothing bad at all. Um, Everything sounds good. I'll let him uh, tell you guys what he wants to when he gets back about what he's up to. Um, But yeah, all good stuff. He's just just really busy uh, taking care of some IRL. Uh, changes with what he's, what he's up to and what he's got going on. But yeah, nothing bad, all good stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Oh, I'm gonna share some good news. I don't talk about like my personal stuff very often. Um, this is the end of the show. Uh, the real ones are here. Um, I actually had an MRI. Um, an endocrinologist suspected that I could have potentially had a pituitary tumor in my brain. And um, I had an MRI last week and uh, thank the Lord, uh no tumor i found that out while i was up on the mountain and got a little bit of service so yeah that's not doesn't explain like all the problems i've been having but my my brain is clear so that's really cool um i don't generally share a lot of that stuff but it was just some really really cool news to get to get off my uh to get off my chest um that was kind of weighing on me for a while when you have any kind of when you ever have a a doctor mention that kind of stuff so uh yeah <laughs> yeah it was awesome so yeah i just wanted to, to share that it's really cool i'm really happy about it i know the people sticking around at the end of the show with just me blabbing are the real ones so i appreciate you guys a lot if you're listening to this thank you so much uh yeah true sylvia don't need another terminal list uh max we'll show that we can show the elk sheds on the on the twitch stream tonight how about that i don't i don't want to give away i don't want to give away all my crazy stuff all the crazy cool pictures but yeah i can show that we can we can look at the elk sheds uh tonight on the on the Twitch broadcast. So I will be live over on twitch.tv uh slash crash eight. Crashes one through seven were taken. Not my fault. We do the best we can. Uh but yeah, we'll check it out. Um thank you guys uh for all the kind words. I appreciate it, big Mike. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be back next week. No matter what, like I said guys, I'm really committed to getting you guys a show every week. Um I wanna I want to stick to that. Um like I said, you spending your time here means a lot to me. Um uh, I don't take it lightly, so I want to try to try to have a show um, every week. Yeah, if you, yeah, David Crash, if you see crashes one through seven out there, put them on notice. Let them know I'm looking for them. All right, I want that. I want that Twitch slash Crash name really bad. I would really like to have that, and it's not in use. Somebody's just squatting on it, not even using it. Not cool. Not cool at all. But anyway, guys, again, thank you so much. I got to get out of here. I just love talking to you. I got to shut up. Uh, you guys are all awesome. Thank you for the kind words, and uh, we'll see you see you next week and tonight on the uh, on the Twitch stream. Bye.